This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. You know, if it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert where 2 million, 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles. And today, Automatic Andy is in the studio. I started clapping early. You are? Couldn't control yourself, could you? <clears throat> no, it just it makes it makes me feel like there's a production going on when we clap. I uh, I need to let the audience in on a joke because mm. it's not funny if I do it and they don't know the joke. Okay. Uh, so we have a little communication uh, thing here in the studio where we communicate with people. It's like a little uh, like an instant messaging instant thing? messenger thing. I am DM direct messenger whichever. like AOL. Yeah. Whoa, yes. <laughs> like I just felt myself go through a time warp. Like all the colors went. Whoosh. Yeah. Um, and on that instant messenger, uh, Anthony, our producer who sits through the glass that nobody can hear. I can't even see him because my chair's so low. I have to sit up straight if I want to see him. It says Drew on my thing here. So I've just been saying Drew the whole time. Mm-hmm. And he wrote me a message last week and said his name is Anthony. Mm-hmm highly embarrassing because it says drew on my instant messenger right awkward awkward so um we've all been calling him by a different name yeah from now on i mean every time we say hi john what's (laughs) up there yeah hey Hey, mike how are you it's yeah and you have to know now for the rest of the career you'll never be your real name yeah you'll be a different person each time is that all right mike (laughs) yeah thumbs up (laughs) good you're doing a great job chauncey so we only have one engineer stroke producer stroke guy in the um board up stroke engineering room but he'll have a different name every time we refer to every him. time so now listener you can chuckle with us mm. when we say hi to frank every time <laughs> <laughs> just want, i just want to get that out of the way so you can share in the joke good everyone will know now about bob oh all right hey how are you great i'm nick i'm happy to see you today I'm happy because you got to drive the Lexus RX to your Magic the Gathering tournament. I drove it all week and to the tournament. It was great. You know how cool. So that it put me in the the upper tier of nerd because like there's nerd right. Like there's, there's like there's like nerd. yeah there's like Ooh, mouth breathing. I have that mouth breathing. There's you You're know the upper tier of mouth breather. <laughs> the nerd who doesn't shower. You know what I mean. Oh. And I come in with my fancy pants Magic cards yeah. and then this fancy pants Lexus. Yeah. And I looked like like an alpha nerd. <laughs> an alpha nerd. Yeah, it was great. Who was like who has actually spent time with a woman? <laughs> and it's uh, it's great. Yeah. I don't live in mom's basement. Yeah, I live in your basement. Yeah, <laughs> so it's completely upgraded. I'm in. First of all, I am honored to now understand that there's nerd tears. Oh, there's a, there's levels to it. Is there definitely? What I I'm sure there's like nerd language for the levels. Yeah, no, yeah, they're not. This is an automotive show, though. Yeah. So they can't know that. Okay. But no, there is a whole language. There's a language for mm-hmm. nerds. 
What would somebody who's on the lower, because I'm sure the lower, lower levels of nerds don't even have cards, probably not even a skateboard or a roller skate. No. But the first, the highest level of nerd that would have a car, what kind of car would they have? Oh, well, here geographically, it would be like a like a 83 Subaru. Yeah, oh, really? Like or a Justy, a Subaru Justy, like yeah. the boxy little right. first Subarus that came to the United States? Right. Or a third, fourth generation Civic. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. If they're lucky. Maybe, yeah. That's been handed down by an older sister. Yeah, something that they did with their, their grandma's college money instead okay. of college. Yeah, okay. You know, something something four to five grand-ish they can buy outright. Yeah. It needs servicing, but it's not. The lights are all, all on. All the, the lights are on, but yeah. they use that to, yeah, yeah no. Yeah, all that's, right. That's, that's about what we're working with. So okay. I come in, I come, you know, waddling in. 2022. With, yeah. Bright blue Lexus F-Sport RX. 450h hybrid so oh, i'm yeah. concerned about the the community environment all of that yeah. yeah so i'm i'm doing good did they was there drooling there was well there's some drooling did anyway. people overturn the table yeah they, <laughs> there no, was they anger did. they did there was a there was a collective uh, stop of mountain dew sipping <laughs> you could you could hear everyone's focus on me really it was great no it was it was it was awesome was there was there some under the mouth grumblings? There was. There it's, was. Some of them put their three quarter length leather coats over their mouth <laughs> and <laughs> say a few disheartening things about you. Yeah, they did. And oh. it, uh, you know, when you pull up in a in a room full of bus passes and a in a in a Lexus, a bright blue one, because yeah. it, it's not just a normal blue. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like look at me, blue. Yeah. And look at me. Yeah. And I, I won the tournament. Oh, you did. Of course. Well. I, you are a, you have actually won some regional championships, haven't you? I have some accolades under my belt. Yeah, you're quite the player. I am, and now now I'm looking the part. Oh yeah, coming in in a, in a hot Lexus. You also have some cards that trump other Magic the Gathering players, don't you? I'm one of the yeah. I'm a I'm I'm a part of the elite group. I will I tell a, you, I've been into your fortress domain. What do you call your? I'll accept that your fortress. area. Fortress. I've been into your area and you have <laughs> not that area. I've been into your area and you have considerable amount of I will just say that your clothes don't fill your closet up. No, they don't. Boxes of magic cards fill your closet up. Mm -hmm. That's like my I didn't one know problem. people could have so many magic cards. That's not even all of them. Oh yeah, some are at your mom's house. And in storage. Yeah. There's so many, Nick. You have most people have furniture that they don't use and family heirlooms. You have magic cards in garages that you rent. It's way it's worth way more sentimentally. It's probably a problem. It is a problem. You probably should get one of those TV shows like Hoarders to come in and help. Well, I just narrowly missed my 600 pound life, so let's get through. <laughs> <laughs> let's get the uh, All let's right. get the magic. Back in there. to cars. Yeah, because you know that's why we're here and that's what we enjoy. I mean, I enjoy. You enjoy magic and cars. Uh, what a strange life you have. Well, there is magic cards that you, there are vehicles you have to. What? Yeah, you have to crew them up, and you have to. Yeah, you can use a vehicle. You can equip your vehicle with a dragon and win with a dragon in a car. In a boat, actually. No. Yeah, that's my tie-in. <laughs> magic has cars. Well, maybe we should have magic car segment one day. Mm -hmm. Just saying, we have a very, very packed show for you today and there is every aspect of incredible cars to talk about uh vw are doing this really cool thing with amazon 
and I'm not even sure I understand it. So we're going to have Mark on from VW to explain it. They're doing this thing where you can take trips with Amazon boxes. And I've, I've like been what? educated about this. It's, you should read it. It's quite complicated. They made this illegal in the 1800s to what? ship people. You can't put... No, it's... So you, you use the QR code. Okay. And then you go to the website and you go on trips via the website. It brings a sensory experience with the new Teos SUV. And you can go online on these trips. I have questions. Yeah, I do too. It's, it's complicated, but it looks a whole lot of fun. It comes in the box. Hmm. It's interesting. It does, yeah, I'm looking at your screen. I have I have a lot of questions. Volkswagen creates a virtual driving experience accessible via Amazon boxes. Leave it alone, Jeff. <laughs> That's I'm just saying, it's interesting. That does sound kind of cool. It does sound kind of cool. Uh, Ashton Ashton Munoz. 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 Mm -hmm. Spanish. You have to save a little flavor. Munoz. Munoz, yeah. Uh, Ashton, who's as non-Hispanic as you and I, um, he's, <laughs> he is, uh, he's from Dodge and he's a motorcycle rider like you and I, well, me, yeah, well, I, was, you. I was going to quickly, you've, you, you sling your leg over mine in the garage for pictures, for pictures. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's going to tell us all about the, uh, the brand new, uh, jailbreak challenger and charger, uh, which is cool. Mike Cadell is going to tell us about the R18, uh, which is BMW's huge motorcycle which you and i dropped that's a beast um, <laughs> yeah i couldn't believe that we yeah we uh, had a tumble huge huge vehicle uh motorcycle uh we're going to talk mustang uh the uh guy from uh, ford is going to show up uh jim owens and tell us about the global performance marketing of that the new shelby uh the 2022 limited edition That'll make your mouth drop. Oh, okay. You got some top five about the Mach E. I do. I got. <clears throat> I've been uh, driving the Mach E a little bit too, uh, in between the uh, the Lexuses, because some you know I can't I can't call dibs on the Lexus that entire time. All right. So I took the the Mach E for a spin, not yours. We have a tester too. Yeah, we have, we got a tester one. Anton's I look good in that too. Anton's going to be here. Good. And then I I'm going to tell you the best and the worst countries in the world to drive in. Best and worst? Yeah. Huh. I yeah. think I know what one of the worst ones well, is. Downtown Portland. No. You will not believe who ranks as the five best countries to drive in. The best ones? The best. Kansas. There's nothing in Kansas is not a country, just oh, to let you know. Right. Countries. countries. Oh, Florida. Florida's not a country. <laughs> Island boy. <laughs> Florida's not a country. <laughs> Florida is not a country. Countries. Like Africa. Africa is not a country. It's <laughs> Not with that attitude, it's not. Uh, Africa is a continent. Okay. Countries. Uh, England oh, is a country. Salem. Salem is not a country. Okay. It's a town. All right. Can we try again? Oh, it's a capital. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> okay. Should we start again with Geography 101? I didn't go to that class very much. Island's a country. Russia's a country. China's a country. Yugoslavia's a country. Oh, Australia? Australia's a country. See, I knew it. I but bet Australia. What are there. the five worst countries to drive in in the world and the five best countries to drive in? Hmm. I will tell you, it will blow you away. It will blow you away when you find out.
what the five worst and the five best countries to drive in are. Your mouth will be dragging on the ground. It's all coming up on Our Auto Expert. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert podcast, available 24-7 on our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see automotive videos and read inside the car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. Uh, Mark Gill is joining us on the line. He is from VW. Uh, first of all, Mark, congratulations. We just did our 2021 Best New Cars uh, on TV, and the only brand who had three Best New Cars of 2021 was VW with the ID4, with the Golf GTI, and the Golf R. So yeah. congratulations. You had three hidden and out of the park this year. That was really good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's great. Thanks. Uh, and that wasn't just the only three that you had that were new this year. It just happened to be the three that made it on the list out of, I think we had nine best new cars on our list, mm-hmm. and uh, you got three of them, so that's pretty good. they all stellar vehicles, of course. Uh, you did have a good year, didn't you? Yeah, it's good. I mean, we've um, basically, I think we've launched seven vehicles, uh, if you include facelifted cars, and new vehicles, so you know, Taos, <clears throat> GTI, Golf R, ID4 are all new, um, Tiguan, and um, Jetta get a facelift as well. So it's been a, been a busy year for us. Yeah. Um, so looking looking forward to some time off over Christmas. Yeah, and then probably you won't uh, no, no let ups. I'm sure you'll have a lot of new stuff coming uh, in the future as well. So you're also doing this uh, this virtual driving experience with Amazon boxes. So explain to us how this works. Yeah, so basically we we partnered with Amazon and there's about a million um, boxes basically that are going to be branded with um, the Taos. And what you can do basically is you can scan a QR code on the box and you can then basically, when you do that, you capture it with your camera. It opens a, a page in you know your browser or whatever and then you can... Um, do a virtual drive on, on a 3D map. And you basically, there's four different taluses in different colors. And you can basically color key, basically, the, the driving experience, whether it's like a road trip, um, driving along a beach, going through a city or whatever. Um, and then you just drive, you, you, you scan it. And with augmented reality, you're driving along the road. Um, and basically, you, you know, loop by loop, you get these unique shareable drives. And if you record the drives, um, then you can unlock three months of Amazon Music Unlimited at, at no added cost. So it's kind of fun. I had a go doing it this morning, and, and I'm generally terrible with technology, but it was quite good fun. It was pretty easy to do as well. And so when you order something from Amazon, you're just lucky if you get one of these boxes that arrives with the QR code on it, right? Yeah, pretty much so, yeah. Um, so that that's a, a partnership we have with them. Um, it's fun. Um, and, you know, it's going to introduce, uh, you know, potential customers to the towers, which is, as you know, is all new this year and has been doing very well for us so far. And the boxes, it looks like from the picture I see, are brightly coloured, so you can't miss it if it arrives, right? No, I think you, you, you'd, you'd have to be um, somewhat challenged if you didn't realise there was something going on with this box. It's a, nice, it's a very pretty blue, and there's a big, there's an image of a, of a Taos in there in the QR code. Um, so, you know, hopefully people will, will scan it and be intrigued by it and, and take a look. You know, so it's it's 
I said it's just a fun thing to do. Well, this, no, this makes me want to get. Oh, I'm I'm okay. sorry. This I was just gonna say. This makes me want to order a whole bunch of stuff on Amazon. This is like a, the golden ticket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've ordered a load of stuff on Amazon, and I haven't seen one yet. But um, I'm sure. I'm, you know, as I say, it's, it's a, I think it's a, the, the, the deal is for a million boxes, and and you know, Amazon at this time of the year, um, there's there's boxes being shipped by the gazillion because yeah. um, you know, it's so convenient to shop for presents online these days. You'll have to order things, Andy, that have free returns. And then yes. when it comes and it doesn't have a box, See? you just send it back and get another one. That's you guys are welcome. Do. That's a hustle, right? <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. You guys write that down at home. Yeah, so you, you get 20 items and they don't have the box. You just send them right back. That's amazing. The guy comes to the door, you say, no, take them all back. That's And order perfect. another 20. That's what you do. I'm glad that you clarified with what, what, the, what the drive experience is like because I thought it was going to be like, the road to get to where it was like the, uh, the from the point of view of the the driver like the driver getting the box putting it in the thing and i'm like why would i want to watch that but no this no. is a lot better yeah no you could do it as from your home you don't have to drive anywhere you just do it from your home yeah that's yeah. it it's phone based yeah is, phone it, or by, yeah. is it real yeah. mark is it real could you really do the drive or is it just a made-up drive it's a made-up drive yeah oh. i mean it's uh yeah because you know it's like one of these uh, TV shows where you could actually go, oh, I saw that on the uh, on the virtual drive, and and actually do it in real life, and then hopefully, will you know? Is there some way for people to sort of check out the Taos, uh, Taos afterwards? Is there some way for them to go? Oh, I'd like to go really test drive one afterwards. Yeah, I think um, I, I I didn't go any further into the game once I played it, but um, I, I think it, it it will take you back to the website. Um, and then you can check out the towers on the on the builder, um, and you know, play around with that. And then, obviously, if you want to go and experience the vehicle, you can go to your local dealer. Yeah, and then you can work out how many people actually took the drive and bought it, right? I, I think that's the idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we'll know if it worked, Mark, because there'll be a million boxes next year if it worked. And if it didn't work, there won't be any boxes. This sounds next so year. fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. All right. Well, we'll look forward to it, actually. And then I'm sure we'll have you back on again because I'm sure you've got lots of plans for 2022, right? But you won't reveal those until next year, right? I'm sure. No, we've, we've, we're um, um, in Europe. Um, we're going to be um, unveiling the ID Buzz. The, the oh, European yeah. version is a shorter wheelbase than ours. So, and also, we're going to start building the ID Four in Chattanooga. And yeah. there's going to be a slightly smaller battery size, but a cheaper um, entry entry version of that vehicle going on sale as well. So, you know, it's a it's a relatively quiet year next year but we've you know got some big news on on the electrification side um and as i said you know the buzz is going to get a lot of attention from a lot of people because you know what could be cooler than an electric powered bus yeah the return the return of the vw bus in one form or another um and also other people are i mean other brands are watching that very carefully because i think if if this is a success the id buzz the, re-w- the re- return of the VW bus, then I think uh, everybody's going to be jumping oh, on it. Oh, yeah, the people Finally, freak out. Fi- I, might, I might sell my house and just live in it. I'm just thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> Mark Gillies from VW, it's always a pleasure having you on. Uh, thank you for explaining the uh, brand new driving experience via Amazon, Amazon Boxes. We'll look forward to having you on in 2022. Have a great holiday season. We'll talk to you soon.
You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Our Auto Expert, that's what you're listening to. Yes, unmistakably, this is Our Auto Expert. We're on TikTok. You can start a conversation with us, ask us a car question, just direct messages at Our Auto Expert. It's where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with Automatic Andy. Um, so at the LA Auto Show, I sat down with Tim Kaniskas mm. from Dodge. And we talked about everything under the sun. And then we talked about Dodges as well. And, uh, you know, one of the biggest pieces of news is Dodge is going to go electric. And that's a huge shock for many people because they have been the blue collar, all gasoline, V8, uh, muscle car brand of America. Yeah, They've been the most aggressive, the most power hungry, the most horsepower, the most, you know, if you know, the most Dodge brothers, the most gasoline sucking, the most in your face, the most demonized, the most, you know, head butting brand in the world. I love it. And they're going electric. Oh. So to explain himself, Ashton Munez is here from Dodge. Explain yourself, Ashton. How's it going today, guys? Good. How are Hi, you? Ashton. Not bad. I couldn't help but smile uh, after you given all those all those adjectives to Dodge. So I can't uh, I can't say you're wrong about any of those. Right. So explain yourself. Yeah. So I mean, the Dodge Challenger and Charger vehicle platforms, as you guys know them today, along with those Hellcat powertrains. So we'll continue production through 23 on those. Um, in 24, though, you know, as talking, you were talking to Tim, we'll transition to the new platforms, new electrified muscle cars. Um, unfortunately, I can't go into more detail than that, but I can say we will slowly release details in regards to our future product plan over the next probably 24 months, um, following along with our Never Lift plan on DodgeGarage.com. So, so we'll we'll slowly start to release um, some stuff over the next few years regarding that. And piece by piece, the Never Lift campaign will be garage doors opening and you'll introduce the puzzle like an advent calendar almost, right? Ooh. A Dodge muscle car brand advent calendar for uh, crazy, awesome product action for the next 24 months. Yes. And will every piece behind every garage be a sweet, sweet piece of chocolate? Yeah, it will, and it's for everybody. So we've got everything coming from, um, you know, Tim mentioned Direct Connection launching here soon um, for those people that are really power hungry that want the more performance on, the, on their muscle cars. And then stuff like Jailbreak, um, where we just released that, that'll be another one we'll, we'll get into a little more detail on here too. Um, but that's more kind of the customization, um, exclusivity, portion so we're going everywhere from just appearance to pure performance um try to make you know all of our fans and customers happy the next 24 months one of the things that you've always been able to do at dodge is give people special and you're giving them a little bit more special with jailbreak right a little more special so the idea behind jailbreak is similar to jailbreaking an electronic device um, you know, our, our high-end customers, the top-tier customers that are getting, you know, eight, almost 800 horsepower chargers and challengers, um, they really love these cars. They're passionate about these cars. The people that drive them um, want more than just the normal. So we've had to go in over the years and kind of break our own systems, making some of these special one-off requests. 
Um, so we wanted to give our customers really the ability to do that themselves. We've enhanced kind of that experience with the jailbreak program. So, I mean, there's 20 different categories that customers can choose, choose from, whether it's exterior paint, stripes, graphics, satin graphic options, wheels, caliper colors, badge colors, spoilers, fuel doors, exhaust tips, like seat material. I could just go on, but I'll sound like a crazy person. Um, but, but they literally have the, the ability to customize each little portion of their vehicle in different ways than they have in the past. Um, and on the jailbreak, you know, with Dodge, we can't just leave it as appearance. Even if we are touting this isn't a customization and appearance package, um, we did boost the horsepower up for these jailbreak customers uh, by 10 horsepower. So all jailbreak vehicles, chargers and challengers will be at 807 horsepower. What? Um, along with... <laughs> Go ahead. That, that seems to be excessive. That man, that eight hundred. That's you can man. I can go to the stores so quick. <laughs> I can get a burrito so fast with that thing. Eight hundred and seven. Dang. Eight eight hundred and seven. So it'll join uh, the same horsepower level as our Challenger Super Stocks. And just to remind you, it's on the Charger Red Eye Wide Body and Challenger Red Eye Wide Body models now. And it sounds crazy up front. Eight hundred horsepower. Eight hundred and seven to be exact. Um, and I think I mentioned this on on the show before, but. Anybody can go buy these cars if they have enough money and they want these cars. Um, we include a whole day of Radford Racing School included in every Ooh, SRT purchase release. Nice. So you are able to go and learn how your car works and functions on the street and on the track, um, you know, for free on a, on a Radford race car instead of your own. So it's a cool program where we, we let our customers, you know, figure out how to use these things before you get them on the road. That does sound pretty amazing. How many combinations have you worked out? How many combinations that you know you can make out of these vehicles is, with all of the different customizations? We have it's uh, nearing endless. Um, Challenger has a few more combinations than Charger, but uh, it's up in the trillions. Oh, um, so I have a question, Ashton. I yeah. would like to throw officially in my hat. Or my yeah hat in the pool. You I want to. I want to. No, I'm bald. I want to jump in the deep end. I want to add my name to the category of the chief donut maker <laughs> because that job Absolutely. sounds like something I can do. Really? Yeah. So for for everybody wanting to know what chief donut maker is, we've put a a job listing out there for kind of a Dodge ambassador to to help us do all the cool fun stuff. Um, unfortunately for my position. I still have to do the behind-the-scenes boring stuff, but we'll, uh, we're looking for somebody, $150,000 salary. They get to drive a Hellcat for a year, uh, be a Dodge brand ambassador, uh, and help us with the fun stuff that we're working on in the next 24 months with the Never Lift campaign. You know it doesn't necessarily involve eating donuts, Andy. Well, but what a, well, I'm, with $150,000, I can make it about donuts. <laughs> Cause that would, you know, how cool and like how how cool would that look? Like, think of it now. Walk with me, Ashton. Like, imagine the the ad campaign. Like, the calendars, the men of Hellcat, and it leads with January. Because of course, I'm the chief donut maker, and the picture is just me and a fresh dozen of Voodoo Donuts, going a hundred. Oh, excuse me, eight hundred and seven horsepowers to go get the donuts. <laughs> That just seems like a whole campaign right there, and I'm all about doing the fun stuff, man. I'm a big dude, but I can I can go for a week without sleep. 
Nick, I'm going to need a letter of recommendation. Yeah, recommendation. Yeah, because you know how fun I can get. Yes, I do. So, I've seen you in a Santa suit. Yeah, Ashton, I just want to let you know incoming resume. The incoming. You got it. Uh, I'll, I'll mark it internally. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you have no idea what you just let yourself in for, Ashton. <laughs> <laughs> Things are going to get a little bit frightening from here on in. I was made for this. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were. Um, Ashton, the the whole electrification thing, where I think early next year you're going to tease us with some images of the uh, of the concept. Yeah, early next year. Um, and I'm sure you got a little more info from Tim when you talked to him. Maybe, maybe, maybe I did. But yeah, early early next year. Um, and, and like, not even just that, like I said, I know I keep saying it, but the next 24 months, we've been working on some cool stuff, um, the whole team for the past few years to make this happen. So there'll be everything from what you just mentioned um, to more cool little announcements along the way to some big stuff too. So we're not telling our, our fans and customers exactly when and what we're going out with. So that just adds to the uh, suspense and, and helps people follow along. Are you guys doing an electric motorcycle? <laughs> I've been thinking about doing one personally, and it's 42 degrees out in Detroit right now. It's sunny, um, and my, you know, my motorcycles are sitting in the garage all fed. So I'm tempted to get one or four of them out here today. You know, if um, if Dodge decided to move to Southern California, you could do it all year round. We might we might need a little <laughs> recommendation from you. I get jealous you're out there. I'm just uh, all, I'm, all I'm saying there. is that you could you could winter in Southern California. I mean, we're not in Southern California. We're in we're in the Northwest. But I mean, we could winter in Southern California and some and summer in Detroit. There's no reason that you have to leave Detroit. You could just winter in Southern California to do testing. I'm just saying. I'll put that request in yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm so just just saying. With the the motorcycles, Ashton. You know, since you're going to do me a solid, I'll do you a solid real quick. In the the upcoming Doctor Strange movie, I think they might introduce Ghost Rider, and he rides on a motorcycle from hell. So, Hellcat. I'm, I'm just saying there could be a possible work in in the next couple of years for a Ghost Rider sponsored Dodge Hell Cycle. Uh, if, if Tim hears this, uh, we might get something going on that. Yeah. I just, I just want five percent. The five percent yeah. of what? Hell of the. You want five percent of hell? It's yours, buddy. Five percent of hell is yours. <laughs> That's all he wants. Five percent of hell, Ashton. Yeah, that should be easy. That should be easy. Yeah, I don't want to do it for a trade because I can't fit on a bike. But well, I think we might be able to build a bike. Yeah, see for you to fit on. Yeah, there you go. All right. So when 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 do we? Uh, how do we keep abreast of what's going on, Ashton? So stay tuned. Obviously, social media. We'll have it all out there on Dodge Official on all of our channels. Uh, the main one to stay tuned is the Never Lift Plan on DodgeGarage.com. Um, so. It'll, like you mentioned, you'll see the 24 months of the muscle calendar. Um, you can follow along on which garage doors have already been opened, which uh, surprises that we've already come out with. And then, like I said, if you just stay tuned in the next 24 months, you'll see there's some some cool uh, right. appearance ones and okay. some heavy hitters as well. And you watch uh, my interview with Tim, uh, Tim Kaniskas on Fox Sports. It's uh, upcoming. This is our auto expert. Thank you so much, Ashton. More to come on the show. You're listening to Our Auto Expert.
Over 17,000 people have downloaded our Auto Expert podcast. You can stream it and join the happy listeners via iHeartRadio, Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and OurAutoExpert.com. Hour of happy, hours of happy fun await you. You'll find it all at OurAutoExpert.com, where 2 million listeners get their automotive news daily. Joining us on the phone, our auto expert, other half, Mike Cadell. He is about to take a long road trip to go pick up a motorcycle that he is going to evaluate over a year. Most of us, you know, just take about uh, three or four weeks to evaluate it. So a year is a long time to evaluate a motorcycle, Mike. You're going to get a lot of miles driving in this motorcycle. This will not be a fair weather motorcycle (laughs) review. I just looked at the weather and I fly into Greenville, South Carolina to the BMW USA Technical and Performance Center. So it's where they do the U.S. Rider Academy. And uh, I'll be picking up a BMW R18 Transcontinental, which is their all-new competitor, if you will, to like the Harley-Davidson Ultra Classic. And you're right, Nick, I'm going to spend a a year getting to know BMW's, you know, newest flagship motorcycle. And I'll start on a Tuesday morning, and I'll make my way through about three or four different states. I'll have my winter gear. I'll ride in some rain. I'll ride in some, hopefully no snow, but uh, it'll be a, a fun ride. I've been talking to their team about prepping for this and, you know, power outlets and tech on this bike so that it's a comfortable ride. But I'm excited. I'm excited to, to throw a leg over this bike and experience everything that BMW has to offer uh, with this street bike. It's, I've ridden it, I have to tell you, oh, dude. it's a big, big, heavy, heavy bike. Yeah, it, it's like yeah. seven of me. It's seven of Andy's. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about that for a minute. So the bike you're riding, you're on a normal R18, right? No, Nick? I had a Transcontinental. Okay, so the, the, the standard R18 starts at about 760 pounds, yeah. and the fully loaded Transcontinental is at about 950 pounds. So yes. just think about that, just shy uh, of 1,000 pounds. Yep. But, you know, the design of this bike with the twin boxer motor, they've got um, wheel bars or uh, protection bars that will slide out under the, the gas tank. You know, if you do put it over, you know, there's protection in place to help you get it back to, to riding. BMW, by the way, BMW is our U.S. Rider Academy in Greenville. I've been there. I've done the two-day program on the GS1250, their their adventure bike. They teach you how to lift these bikes up in the event that you put it down on its side. It's an incredible program that I would tell anybody listening to. If you love motorcycling, you leave after two days becoming a much better motorcyclist. But it's heavy. It's got a lot of power. Think about this, 1,800 cc's. That will be the stock motor across all uh, R18 lines. <laughs> Excuse me, R18 lines. Uh, sorry, long night in Nashville last night. Um, <laughs> 90 horsepower. 90 horsepower. So it's not about horsepower with this bike. It's about torque. It's got a ton of torque. So when you're in sixth gear, it's a, it's a real like real cruiser. So. Uh, a lot of really good stuff happening with BMW uh, as they, you know, transcend into the the big bike category with this R18. Yeah, it's. Um, I will tell you, it's it was too tall and too much bike for me. 
Uh, I much prefer the non-transcontinental version of it, um, but it, I think it'll suit you just fine. It has nice uh, foot pegs on it, nice foot stands, um, heel and toe, gear shifters. I think you, you personally, because you're much taller than I am, will really enjoy it. It's much more fun to ride than it is to move out standing. It's hard to move when you're not riding it. Uh, but when you're yeah, riding it, it it's be. easy to move. Yeah, and, and, you know, the best part about this bike is is the size for, for somebody like me. If you're doing a long run, you know, you're not going to – your reduction in helmet buffeting, so your helmet, when, you know, the wind is hitting it straight on, you've got a big fairing on the front. Um, the second – it's funny to say second row seating, but – you know, my wife will get on behind the motorcycle a few times when we uh, when we do some local rides here, and it'll be comfortable for her. The, as I was mentioning, there are two power outlets on it so that you can power all of your devices. Um, you know, motorcycles, just like cars, are really moving into the forefront of technology, so you'll get all that kind of cool tech in there as well. Price, uh, it's going to start right around $25,000. Uh, this is meant for long hauls yeah. so you know this thing is not going to get pushed around on the road and i think it's interesting too just if you look at the motorcycle industry as a whole which during COVID is through the roof because people can get out on two wheels enjoy some open air uh, bmw is going for the street category like the big cruiser category with this r18 and if you cross over the street to the other side and look at harley davidson They've now launched their Transamerica, and and so that motorcycle is going after the BMW adventure market that they they definitely own by a, a long shot. But you know they're they're Harley Davidson. They're offering their first adventure motorcycle, and it's interesting. They're literally going head to head with one another right now in the U.S. for the ultimate in street and the ultimate in adventure riding. I think. That uh, the some of the features that they offer on this R18 are amazing. The speaker setup, the heated handlebars, the heated seat—that's absolutely uh, stellar on this. And they're really welcome as well, especially in colder climates. It's it's a luxurious motorcycle, and you know I'd be remiss. You guys know that whenever I come on and talk motorcycles, I always like to talk about safety. You know, a dad, you know, wife, kid at home, kids at home. I'll be uh, for this ride. I will be wearing a Bell Star Carbon helmet. It's super lightweight, uh, but it's it's made out of carbon fiber, so it's going to give me a little bit of added protection while not uh, being heavy on me for a long ride. And given that it's going to be cold and wet, um, I'm going to be trying out this new this new full suit by Revit. Um, this new suit by Revit. It's uh, it's got a lot of um, a lot of coloring on it, so that People will see me more easily. You know, daylight savings, sun goes down at 4, 30, or 5 o'clock. Um, so I'm going to be trying some stuff out, and then I'm going to have a Gerbing's heated jacket and gloves that will connect to the bike. So I won't get cold because it'll be in the in the mid to low 40s on part of this ride. Uh, so I'll be protected. I'll be warm. And, uh, of course, connectivity, I'll be wearing a Cena. Uh, and I've used Cena. Cena's personal choice. You know, that's not a test. I've been using Cena's connectivity devices for a long, long time. And uh, there's nobody that makes communication better. I could do a conference call on the bike while listening to music, while getting navigation. And it's all seamlessly integrated into my helmet. So protection, protection, protection. 
uh, is key on this ride as well. Well, hopefully you'll come back and tell us once you've done your trip how it was and uh, what you thought of driving the uh, new R18 transcontinental across the country. Yeah, I want to know how long Looking it takes for you to, to do a wheelie. <laughs> Listen to you. Automotive Andy already trying to get me to do a wheelie on this thing. My brother, what are you talking about? I just, crazy. I just, I just feel like after, like, you know, once you go through Kansas, you're going to be like, okay, this is boring, and then it's wheelie time. I mean, that's big enough that you can do tricks on it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, anyone right. listening at home, do not listen to Andy <laughs> right now. This all is right. not the person you want to listen yeah. to. Honey. Mike Cadell, you can uh, read all of his stuff or watch his videos and, of course, listen to more of this podcast at ourautoexpert.com. We'll be right back with more on the show. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. A locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. It has a throttle. We'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our Auto Expert, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with Automatic Andy. That's me. Hey, you can't drive a manual. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I can't. Uh, I know uh, There's. it goes it, from uh, neutral, neutral to first. No. Well, it goes I'm from first to second. Up. Okay. Well, I mean, neutral when you're not driving it, yes. See, okay. When you have your foot in the clutch. It's always neutral when you have your foot in the clutch. So I was kind of right. Mm. Before you get to first, you got to be neutral. You've got to be neutral between each gear, too. Fine. But if the clutch is in, it's technically neutral anyway. I don't know those big words that you mean. <laughs> those big words. <sighs> you know, when I grew up... <laughs> You used to have reins in your hand, and you used to go giddy up. <laughs> yeah. And when I grew up, you used to have to push your feet down on pedals. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to buy, ride your bike everywhere. Yeah, everything was a manual. Everything was a manual. Yeah, even the bike. You, you had a manual. You used to drive a manual. Mm. Put your shoes and socks on, and you'd walk <laughs> to the bus. Yeah, Put my shoes on sport mode. I'd time a little tighter. <laughs> yes, sport mode used to be your running shoes. Oh, I never had a pair of those. You walk fast. <laughs> yeah, running shoes would be getting the car quick, Dad, and take me. Yeah, hurry, I need a cheeseburger. <laughs> You're funny. You know what sport mode used to be in um, Jim's house? Hmm. It used to be getting the Mustang. Hurry. Yeah, this used to be in Jim Owen's house. All right. Yeah. I'm coming over, Jim. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Jim. Jim from Ford is joining us to talk about the uh, the new Shelby uh, 2022 uh, Shelby Mustang uh, GT500. Uh, Jim, listen, you guys have been hitting it out of the park with GTs for a while. I don't want to count that far back because none of us need to remember quite that far back because then we feel old. Yeah, <laughs> is that? Yeah, we feel old, but there's a 2022 uh, yeah, there, GT500. Yeah, there's a 2022 GT500 that we're really excited about. Now, it doesn't have a manual transmission. It has a dual-clutch automatic. So listening in on your Ooh. conversation before, you know, that just in case you don't know how to drive a manual, you can still drive this Tremec 7-speed dual-clutch transmission that, you know, takes that 700-plus horsepower. 
You just uh, saved you just saved Andy's life right here. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. So what does that mean? There's two gas pedals? No, two gas pedals. <laughs> two gas pedals. And then two paddle shifters on the steering wheel just in case you want to shift it yourself. See Nick. Um I heard Nick talking about the sport mode and in the modes that we did on the track mode specifically, um, and you leave it in the automatic position, um, we took some very famous race car drivers including somebody who had won, uh, won in the Ford GT program, um, and mapped their shift points to then take that so that it would allow you to shift like Billy Johnson, um, you know, when you were at Laguna Seca or when you were at Road, Amer- Road America or you know, Road Atlanta, you know, any of those courses on there, we mapped those shift points so that that Shelby GT 500 will continue to deliver that track performance that you need. So right to his RPM? So where he would shift at the – what yeah. RPM he would shift at? Okay. So just, yep. to, just we have him RPM. in manual, okay. like in the manual mode. And that's like – it's the Tremex. It's Tremec's first seven-speed dual clutch. You know, yeah. so it's like – it's basically – But, but know, it's, it's it's his RPM, exactly the RPM Correct. he was at. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So it would take you through and, and map it to you. And I – you know, I've been driving for a while on the track, but, you know, there's no way that, you know, I have the capabilities of Billy. And it, it makes you perform better on the track, which is extremely nice. Now, did you do it? I presume, you you know, you guys did it a bunch of times and he shit, you know, you took an average of what his RPM was because I'm sure it yeah. wasn't exactly the same every time. Yeah. And, and what they did and, you know, I'm, I'm on the marketing side, and the branding side of it. Uh, but the engineers actually mapped it into the to the processor so that they could actually measure it, right? Um, and and then actually develop the mode for it, which right. was really cool. Because you know when I drive track and they have those little maps that show you what you did each time on the course, and then they say, yeah, this time you took it a little tighter, and this time you took it a little wider, and you shifted here, and your brake, you know, your braking was slightly different here. Then they take an average and say you need to brake, you know half a second sooner here or half a second later and and then you sort of average it out to where you get your better times and so um, I'm sure you just look at it and go it needs to be here and it needs to be there and you do the better times those type of things it gets super complicated to me because I'm one of those drivers that's not technically right I do it by feeling like where does it feel right and then I do it and there's a lot of drivers well, that go by here and say, well, that's where the cone is. I'm going to do it where the cone says I should do it. <laughs> I can't do it like that. When it feels right, I do it. That's probably why that I'm not winning where, races, by the way, Jim. <laughs> and I don't go out there to race either. But um, you know who else drove like that was Carol. Oh, and yeah. he did his, he did his um, uh, feedback you know, to his merry band of hot rodders back in the day literally from the seat of his pants yeah and you know even into his 80s like he'd have us out there you know like gary patterson who's the president of shelby american myself at the time who was working vince who was one of his test drivers and we'd go out to the outside road course at vegas and he'd have us stand on the inside of the apex as he was coming down and then he would tell us based off of where we were standing and where he went in um, what he felt in the seat of the pants, and then the adjustments that he wanted Vince to make. So, you know, you're you're in good company when you're driving by the feel of your of the seat of your pants, um, as well as you know, obviously like the race keeper systems that they have today. And you can tell those guys that can really feel it, though they're really good. I've been in in cars with those guys that really know, and they'll come around a corner and they'll go. 
oh, there's too much air in the tire, in the right-hand rear tire. And I'm like, how do you know? Yeah, there's like three pounds too much in the right tire. I'm like, oh, you, you frighten me. They frighten me when they yeah, know that sort of stuff. Up, yeah, it's scary. I'd have to go up and flip through the tire pressure monitoring yeah. system to see whether or not it was accurate yeah. so those guys can feel it. Yeah, they can um, feel you know, it. One of the things at that GT500 that you get with it is a day at the Charlotte Motor Speedway wow. um, at the Ford Performance Racing School. So when you buy this GT522, GT500, and the Heritage Edition is the new one, you get included in the purchase price a chance to go out to the racing school and do the drag strip, which they have the side-by-side-by-side-by-side there at Charlotte, and then the inside roval, which includes the oval that they use for NASCAR, and the inside road course. Um, And they actually, you know, will teach you how to drive it. But one of the things that you can, you know, option yourself into is that race keeper system that does exactly what you were talking about. Gives you individual lap, where you should be breaking in, where you should be breaking out, you know, turn in, turn out, and all of those items. But that that is one of those really cool things that you get when you have a Shelby GT500. Yeah, and and it also tells you who shouldn't be buying one too, right? (laughs) (laughs) And then they do hot laps at the end. Yeah. Yeah, And and we we aggregate the the drivers. You know, they'll come in and they'll say, okay, I have this driving skill. And then, you know, we do some exercises that kind of evaluates their skill, and then we group them together. And then they go out on it. But one of the fun things you were mentioning, you know, getting behind the wheel with, you know, extremely good professionals, you know, you'll go out in a day, drive it out there on track, and you will feel like, you know, you are a superstar, right? You're the next Michael Schumacher, right? Yeah. You're, you're the, you're the, and then at the end, they give you the hot lap in the same car. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, I really don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's fun. It's- I've done that several times that you'll go around the track and you'll get a time and they'll go, yeah, really good. You got like three minutes and 22 seconds around the track. And then you do a hot lap and it's like the guy comes in, that's uh, two minutes and 14 seconds. And you're like, yeah, all right, yeah. I'm going home now. Thanks for the day. <laughs> you see how bad your time really is when the professional driver can do it in one minute and 22 seconds faster than you on the track. And, and you're like, why did I bother coming to work today? Um, so, some, sometimes so a better day on yeah. the track is a day at work than yes. it is, you know, in the in the corporate offices here in, in Dearborn. <laughs> Absolutely, no, I we we totally we totally get it. Although I guess a better day in the corporate offices at Dearborn is is a day than you know whatever. Um, there's there there are there are ways to gauge your life. Um, <laughs> here's a question for you: Do you, as we evolve? with with these vehicles i mean the pinnacle of course is always the the shelby gt mustang is the pinnacle of the mustang lineup but as mustang evolves and i have a gt but it my gt is powered by electricity um do you think the shelby name will evolve into electrically powered gts well um a couple of things you know the mustang Mach-E gt and then the Mustang Mach-E GT with the performance package is an extremely capable car, like extremely capable. Which is, which is um, what I I've have. Had it, yeah, I had it at Laguna Seca, um, and we were given hot laps in it at Laguna Seca. Um, and then at the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix race, we also did it there. And, you know, they had an old C4 Corvette and uh, a BMW from their BMW's racing school out there. And we were given hot laps out there. And, you know, that car, definitely, with the all-wheel drive and the equivalent of the torque vectoring, it also gives you that, that, that coming out of the turns that you can't get in the standard Mustang GT. 
Um, so, yes, that performance is there. Um, Shelby American actually had a vehicle at FEMA this year that was the Mustang Mach-E oh. Shelby GT version. Whoa. So they're out there playing with it. Um, right. You know, Carol, back in the day, um, 2002, 2003, uh, Carol took out a Cobra that was naturally gas power. Right. And was out there doing burnouts in the in Gardena yeah. in the parking lot. Yeah. And, you know, Carol, Carol didn't care. You know, Carol didn't sit there and say, my name's Carol Shelby yeah. and manual transmission performance is my business or right. you know, internal combustion engine is my performance. So, it was business, and they continue throughout that today, and they do have that Mustang Mach-E GT Shelby that so, they did at FEMA. So, at you're say, so you're saying it's open. We're going to have to talk more about this. Uh, we will soon. Thank you for your time today. More coming up on Our Auto Expert. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. You know when they say fastest growing, you know what they mean, right? Like... Like tall? No. Our Auto Expert podcast is available 24-7 on our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. We uh, hope you will read stories with Automatic Andy on the website, and uh, also you will listen to Automatic Andy's uh, top reasons to drive the new Ford Mark E because, well, you've been driving the new Ford Mark E. And I feel like everyone should listen to me because I'm an automotive expert. Are you? No, but right, go. I'm on one show. Okay. So, <laughs> um, I got to I got to sit in the Ford Mach E, the the base one and the GT one because that's what Nick has. I have a GT Performance Edition all wheel drive with a super extended battery that's uh, 260 miles on a single charge go. Wow! Yeah. I was let's let me just jump to that let me jump to number four because that's what i was was going to bring up they were going to make the performance edition in mass and then decided no because nick miles only buys exclusive stuff <laughs> and they made the performance version you say you make me sound like an elitist no like i have a british accent that i'm royalty yeah know. well if the shoe fits okay nick. go carry on uh so they were going to make what you have a whole bunch but no and because your car is more money, you have you get groceries, you get things faster. You I'm, I'm on a five-year payment plan. Just don't want you to remind me a little bit. Keep carry on. Okay, so it can go from zero to sixty in three point five seconds. This is my performance edition you're talking about. No, yours goes in three point two. Well, it officially goes three point five, but I got it to three point three. Yeah, the your the the money that you spent shaved off a few seconds. Mm -hmm. Uh, than the the base one yeah so you have that um it's got a whole bunch of horsepower 480 to be exact <sighs> uh you get there's an upcoming story about this on rotoexpert.com coming up but you get a 7500 federal tax credit yes that's free money that ford's given you yes not for the government the government the federal not ford. yeah there's four kinds of the mustang mach e the select so yes. if you're on a budget Mm -hmm. The California route, which yeah. is, I don't understand. No, the no premium do. and the GT. Yeah. The GT is the top dog. Yeah. Why does the, the California? I don't. What's that about? No, I'm like, I'm not even I think you get rude. less less vehicle for more money. Yeah, it's weird. I was looking at the side-by-sides and I was scratching my head. Yeah, I think I you got it. it early. That's the only reason that people bought the California. You got it early, but you got it stripped down. It's like the sunshine tax. You got it before everybody else, but you got kind of a raw deal. 
Yeah, and it's only, sorry, California. It's only Carry a on. few grand less than yours. Yeah. Uh, so and they have there's they have button actuated doors. So for the the untraveled actuated means you don't actually need a key yeah. because number six on my list states yeah. that your phone is your key. Yes. So you can run your phone from wait. You can run your phone. You can run your car from your phone, not yes. your phone from your car. Do you know what's annoying about that phone as a key? There that, is an annoying part. Oh, I know what it is. Tell me. No, you tell me. When you forget it and you no. take it to the service oh, place. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> I took my car in for service <laughs> using my key, and I got there, and I was like, oh, I didn't bring the key. Yeah, see? <laughs> I just want my phone, but I'm not leaving my phone with the service guys. <laughs> that was annoying. Yeah. No, the other annoying thing is, and you know this, so our studio, mm-hmm. our TV studio is part of our radio studio. And our radio studio is part of our admin studio. So we walk through the TV studio to go to the radio admin studios. Mm -hmm. And all of our vehicles are kept in our TV studios. And the Ford Marquee GT Performance Edition is kept in the TV studios where all of our cars are kept. And so we walk past them to go into the radio admin building. And as you walk past them with your phone in your pocket, the vehicle unlocks. Oh, that's what that is that's yeah. happening. Okay. So as I walk past it to go to the admin building, it goes beep beep and unlocks. Oh, Even if I'm walking, was. if I didn't drive it and it's in the building. Yeah. So it unlocks and then you get to the other end of this TV studio and it relocks. It's really annoying just because you walk past it. I wonder what that was. You could yeah. have just told me that was a spell and I would have believed it. Yeah, you would have believed anything. It's well, magic. that's good to know. Harry that. Potter. Oh, yeah, that's Nick Potter. Um, so you you have in the middle of the car, there's a giant 15 and a half inch vertical infotainment center that feels like screen. you control the world. Yeah, I do. And it's the screen. Yeah. Uh, and depending on where you are, yeah. there's up to 100,000 miles of approved road that you can go into co-pilot mode. Yeah. You can just Blue go. Blue cruise, blue cruise. Mm-hmm. Hands off the wheel, feet off the pedals. Nick yeah. showed me this a few days ago, the self parking button. Yeah. And you can type you can pick what type of space you're parking in. Yeah. I like that a lot. Just hold the button and the car parks itself. It was magic. You Go. did it at Costco, it was nice. Yeah. Uh this car kinda it, it, it's it, it's like your your own therapist in a way. It sees all those emotional posts that you make on Facebook at three AM. Yeah. And it determines what kind of driver you are. Yes. It's got three different modes. Yes. There's the engage mode. Yeah. It has like an ambient light. Yeah. A, a light blue. It's soothing, relaxing. Yeah. There's whisper. Yeah. Where you can gradually accelerate. Yeah. And it's kind of like chill vibes. And you have a, a little bit, a little bit more aggressive coloring. Mm-hmm. And then the um, uh, the the unbridled where it's it the car goes in race mode and everything smack goes it. orange. Just smack it. And you can just get it really faster it's like you're using the bridle crop yeah it's just like that yeah and i like how it it goes orange because yeah. that's one of the that's the color that's of, the spank it color that's 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 it's also like slapping the back of the horse it is slapping the back of the horse yeah it's like it's powered by the infinity gauntlet yeah and then there's i have an extra one yeah are you ready for it go they have a there's a super secret second secret version um that it was made, but you don't know, you don't, you, a lot of us won't ever have the pleasure of sitting in it. Yeah. It's the GT 1400. Yeah. And it looks like a Fast and Furious car. Yeah. I've seen it. 
Did you touch it? I haven't touched it. I haven't ridden in it. I haven't had the pleasure. It looks... 1,400 horsepower, right? It, yeah. It looks so extra, and I like it a lot. Yeah, that's my next car. I want to... But see, that one... Did you, did you take a picture of it? No. I've I've seen it drive, but only on video. Oh, it's got to be Maybe that's really my loud. next car. Man, you're the, making the, me think now. The GT400? Mm-hmm. You know how cool we would look 1400, at, yeah. at Starbucks if we pulled up in that? I don't know if we could stop. The drive through might become a fly-through. Ah. Ah. Coffee, throw it. Open window, throw it. All right, more <laughs> our auto expert on the way. Stand by. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Our Auto Expert Podcast is available 24-7. Our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, uh, read information about uh, the latest automotive insider car stories, watch videos, and read insider information about what's going on in the automotive industry. We have it all at ourautoexpert.com. I'm Nick Miles, and Automatic Andy is in the studio as well. Joining us on the phone is uh, Anton Woolman. He is an industry insider. You can read the majority of his stuff at the street and also at Seeking Alpha. Uh, Anton, this week, uh, European car sales and uh, or national car sales for the United States start to become available from the last month or so. So how did everybody fare and what's on the docket for how sales look across the broad spectrum of uh, Europe and the United States? So here's the thing, uh, Nick. In Europe, there's a particular regulatory paragraph that basically says that the automakers need to fulfill their electric car quotas by year end. It doesn't tell them how they need to apportion those sales throughout the year. So you're not getting extra points for selling cars early in the year. If you register your entire annual sales quota on December 31st, that will be good enough for you. So what you're going to find here in the month of December, Nick, is that the automakers are going to make tremendous deliveries to regular consumers and then sell probably on the last couple of days of the calendar year these huge quantities of electric cars to fleet buyers. There could be corporate fleet buyers, lease fleet buyers, rental car fleet, I mean, all of the ones that are where they can basically calibrate how many they need in order to not be met with big fines and so that they meet their quota. So the month of December that we've just started here, Nick, is going to be the largest sales month for electric cars in all of history, period. End of story. Is it going to be a battle between who needs to sell the most and who can reduce their prices the most? Yeah, I mean, really, it's going to be a buyer's market among these fleet buyers in particular that have uh, that are, have the, uh, enough ice in the stomach in order to wait it out so that they can pressure the automakers to get the best deal as they know that they need to meet these quotas. So from that standpoint, it is uh, going to be a certainly a big buyer's market for these fleet buyers. So the automakers may have to end up taking it on the chin in terms of uh, their margins, but they have no choice because they actually have to sell all of these huge numbers of cars by December 31st. 
Now, I mean, when it comes to Europe, uh, you know, they're doing fairly well compared to, you know, Europe and China. The U.S. lags in electric car sales, but Europe has adopted quite uh, a lot of electric car sales. I think uh, around 9%, China's around 14%, but the U.S. is way, way down. So, we, you know, we look at this, um, Europe's already adopted a lot of electric sales. What, what's their target for electric sales in Europe in total? Well, if you look at the fleet mix that they, you know, going looking down a few years, but 2026, actually 2030, uh, you're looking at an eight, almost 75 percent of cars that need to be um, that need to be electric. So we're talking about a very huge number uh, that they have to meet for sure. So it's it's going to be very very difficult. The other thing that is starting to pop up, Nick, is a very very interesting issue, and that is that you know much of Europe, uh, Alps and Northern Europe and Scandinavia and so forth, is of course filled with snow and ice, and you know what that does to the range yeah. of an electric car. And this is the first year when this entirely new class of EV owners are really going up for their winter vacations after various classes of lockdowns and so forth, whether it's in the Alps or in. Scandinavia, so they're traveling out of their uh, cities that are located closer to lower land and water and so forth, and they're taking these long trips up into the mountains. And what I'm hearing anecdotally, and just in the last couple of days, Nick, is that suddenly uh, there are a lot of people haven't realized how much range is falling off. So instead of getting 275 miles or so of range, they're down to like 150, and they get stuck, and they get stuck. Maybe the roads might be blocked. There might be some big uh, tractor trailer that has uh, careened to the side, and now they have, you know, 40 miles worth of a, a blockade, you know, basically of uh, of um, uh, of, of cars that are just standing still and it's minus 20 degrees and of course they just sit there and suddenly uh, you know basically they, there's a race of survival basically so a lot of these people uh, are experiencing uh, uh, life in an electric car in those types of circumstances for the first time so I think you should expect to see here just already here in the month of December many of these stories starting to pop up across Europe. So there was a big announcement uh, in the last week or so. Nissan uh, made their big unveil for their future uh, electrification and their future of transportation. Uh, run us through that because their investment is quite heavy into the electric car, um, I guess, window. Um, $17 billion? Yeah, so here's what's going on. I mean, that number, those numbers, it depends on how you count. The, the, the most important thing when it comes to Nissan is this. They were the very first company to deliver a practical car uh, that is a pure electric car sold to the masses. Uh, it was unveiled in, you know, 2009, the Nissan Leaf, and it started deliveries at the end of 2010. And of course, this car basically uh, in the subsequent year has fallen dramatically behind the competition that has come out since then. I mean, almost every other car company has leapfrogged the Nissan Leaf, not just once, but twice or thrice in some yeah. cases. So it is really an, a fate of history here almost that how, why was it that Nissan, which was the clear early leader in this game, ended up falling so far behind almost all competitors. And I say almost because there are a couple of uh, other uh, companies that are also roughly in the same spot. But basically, they are now, uh, you know, coming up at the rear of the pack, you know. So, yeah, they're they're doing all these $17 billion investments and so forth. They're all coming uh, when they're now going to be... uh, 
not in a position of strength when companies like Volkswagen and General Motors and many of these other companies, Hyundai and Kia, have really raced ahead of them uh, very, very far in the electric car race in the meantime. So um, do you think they can regain some of their foothold or are they playing from such a, such a position? No, anything is possible, but it's always tougher. Anytime you lose a couple of steps, yeah. you know, at that point, you're not the horse that you want to bet on. Yeah. So just look at the Nissan Aria, right? The next car that's coming over, which is in the center of the market, a compact SUV. That car was supposed to be out. Uh, let's see now. That, was a car, that now. car was supposed to be in dealerships uh, a few months ago. I yeah. mean, if you, there, were, there were a couple of delays. I mean, when they first started talking about that thing almost three years ago, I think they said 2020. Then it became 2021, and now it's 2022. So this is an, an uh, you know a time that was lost. So I mean, you have to ask yourself with all of the time that they had to prepare from when the, the Leaf first came out, they had essentially almost a decade to prepare for this thing, and they still managed to trip over their own shoelaces somehow and cause all of these enormous delays that they now can ill afford. Right. So let's talk about uh, another vehicle which has sort of been plagued by delays, the Cybertruck from Tesla. It looks like that now there's the possibility that the company is changing their configuration again and uh, they could be looking at uh, getting rid of some of the engine variants. Um, but it's Yeah, still- so what they're going to do, they're going to do this four-motor thing. I mean, really, this is a, a bit of a smokescreen that, that, that tries to, dis- to distract or detract attention from the fact that they're also enormously late here. Look at the companies that are actually delivering on time. I mean, GMC Hummer, the first consumer deliveries are taking to, uh, taking place right now this month. I mean, uh, GM, they, they said they were going to do it December 2021, and they did it. Ford is in pre-production stages. They will make their first deliveries likely in the early spring here by March or so of the F-150 Lightning. So the traditional car makers, when it comes to actually delivering real volume shipments of real all-electric trucks, not to employees or shareholders, but to real paying customers, right. like people like, uh, you know, normal people, for heaven's sake, they are actually doing it. Rivian is still only uh, delivering to their own employees. I mean, seriously, Nick, that's a joke. That's what Tesla did for such a long time. Hey, we made first deliveries of the Model 3. Well, they were all uh, somewhere between friends to employees to yeah. close friends of the company. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so that, that, that's where Ford and, and GM show that if you're going to do this for real, they meet their promises and they right. do things on time. I mean, they can have de- delays. Of course, it does happen. You remember there are other vehicles over the history where they've had the delays. But uh, in this case, they apparently are delivering on time. And you can't say that for many of these other startups, uh, such as Rivian and Tesla and so forth. Yeah. So we, 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 at the same time, there's more and more delays for them, too. And I guess the Model 3 uh, does get a new battery, however. Does that mean anything? Well, all uh, cars, uh, electric cars, do get new batteries every couple of years. And the Audi e-tron was also the, one of the latest to get a new and improved battery. So you should assume always that when it comes to the efficiency of the entire electric drivetrain, from the battery to the inverter to the electric motors, all of them are going to see continued improvements uh, over time. And this will happen with you know essentially every vehicle that's out there from every automaker. The question is just whether they uh, cough something up every 18, 24 months or if it's more like three, four years right. uh, between major refreshes on that. So they will, that none of those things, uh, Nick, is a surprise. I mean, you look at how 
the range of Polestar and Volvo XC40 and so forth, only within less than 12 months after they started delivering them, they came up with software updates that improved them. Tesla, of course, has called more attention to this than anybody else, and they've done a really good job at continued improvement. I mean, that's one of the great contributors contributions that Tesla has done to the automotive world is that speed of continuous improvement, with especially via software. But all the other automakers are now basically copying that. And so that's what you're going to see here. Everybody's going to copy that, Nick. Right. Anything to look forward to as far as electric cars in 2022? Are there good things on the horizon? Well, I think we should really focus on uh, the stuff that we almost uh, just talked about here a minute ago that really is uh, something that's going to be an eye-opener for a lot of people. And those are those are these full-size pickup trucks where right. it really is going to, I think, change the perspective of the common man's yeah. view of electric car. I mean, yeah. the first one out of the gate here is really the GMC Hummer. When you start seeing the GMC Hummer popping up in real life in front of a lot of people, people are going to say, wow, this is a beast. This is something that is truly something that, uh, you know... <laughs> Apparently, it was never going to happen again in the gasoline world. All right, Anton, thank you. We're uh, out of time. Anton Woolman. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Well, this is Our Auto Expert. Find us on TikTok. You can start a conversation with us. Ask us a car question. Just direct messages at Our Auto Expert. If you direct messengers, uh, Auto Andy will respond to you with a uh, an answer. Yeah, not I'll, guaranteeing I mean, what kind of answer it'll be. I want a pen pal. You do? Yeah, and That's, you won't find them on TikTok. Uh, right, TikTok, right you get one word answers like yes, no, shut up. Shut That's up. What you get? Shut up. You get a lot of shut ups, right? Right, Billy. You get a lot of shut ups. <laughs> um, so. Uh, there's this survey, 100,000 people. We asked 100,000 people. Sounds like a family feud. We asked 100,000 people. I love that show. <laughs> you, you know, stuff it. Old person. Yeah, I like uh, that. We asked, we asked 100,000 people. Uh, so 100,000 people were surveyed looking for the worst and the best countries for driving. And uh, the the subjects that were sought were... Expenses to disposable income ratio, the average congestion level, road quality, and road mortality rate. Hmm. All right? Okay. So that's the likelihood of death on the road. So oh. Pretty dark and bleary black subject. But, yeah, that is. Uh, so let's look at the worst countries. I Let me look. I've driven in only one of these countries. Oh, two? Two of these countries. I've driven in two of these countries. Two of them. On the worst list. Okay. I could tell you that one of them was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, two, one of them was really bad. I, I want to know where to not go. <laughs> well, you've driven them. Well, I don't think you've driven there. You've been to one of them. Sweden. No. What's one country you've been to outside the United States? Mexico. Yes. I went to Mexico. <laughs> did you drive? I did, actually. You I did? did, and it was yeah. horrible. Uh-huh. It was the worst thing I've ever done in my life. What did you uh, say, Eddie? Uh, Costa, Costa Rica, Rica <laughs> and Mexico. Is that the, that's where you've driven, yeah, Billy? Billy's bad. driven in Costa Rica and Mexico. Uh, really Costa Rica bad. isn't on that list. The, so Mexico is, so you now know. I'm not Let's surprised. start in number 10, the Czech Republic. Roman's driven. My friend Roman's driven the Czech Republic. It's too much vodka. Chile, Poland, Hungary, Greece. I've driven in Greece. Mm. But I drove on an island in Greece. I didn't drive in Athens. I went to Athens, but I didn't drive there. Uh, uh, Ireland, 
I didn't. I've been to Ireland, but I didn't drive there. There's a country called Ireland. Yeah. Island, 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 Greece. You you didn't know there was a country on Ireland? Hello, the Irish. Oh yeah, right. Okay. Oh, Lucky wake charms. up. Good morning. Lucky charms. That's <laughs> how you're my, the Irish. Got it. The proud Irish. Yeah. Follow Lucky the charms is what you. Oh, dude, you're such a child of the TV. Um, <laughs> South Africa. Mexico is number three. Brazil is number two. The worst country to drive in? Russia. Rushka. Rushka. There's too much vodka. Yeah, of course. Another stereotype. Best countries to drive in? Australia is number 10. I knew it. Why? We're so open. Because the, the toilets go backwards? <laughs> you mean the water goes backwards down the toilets? Yep. Germany is number nine. Sweden, Canada. Yeah, everyone's nice there. I get it. They are? A? Yeah. A. Uh, Finland. Well, yeah, there's like five people that Wait, live there. I've driven in Germany. I've driven in Australia. I've driven in Sweden. I've driven in Canada. I've driven in Finland. I've driven in France. I've driven in Portugal. I've driven in the Netherlands, which is number three. I've driven in number two. Yeah, those Netherlands good? Yeah, Holland. Yeah, it's good. Do they have cobble roads? Yeah, they do. In Amsterdam. Do you have to do you have to adjust your modes for cobbleness? No. It's bumpy sometimes if they're more cobbly. <laughs> the more cobbly the better. Number two, where do you think the number two best country to drive in? Alaska. That wouldn't be a country, that would be a state, Andrew. Uh, what's Did you pass geography? The, what's in the northern Wait, hemisphere? Stop. Did you pass geography? Only, only on a technicality. <laughs> you did pass on a technicality. Yeah. Understandable. Uh, China. No, we what? have. Did, uh, no. They have cars there. They the, do. The far, the far east. <laughs> the far east is not a country; it's a region. Um, United States is number two. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. For the best. For the best. So what would number one be? I don't... I love America, but we got way too many potholes. Somebody <laughs> lace somebody's pockets for that. It's number two. Okay, Everyone complains about America so much. No, I love America. I know, but it's number two. Everyone complains, but it's number two. There's only one country that's better in this survey to drive in. Um, and that's Denmark. Whoa, Denmark. Yeah, but it's so tiny, Denmark. I don't know how it made it to number one, but it's well, it's number one. The ratios Denmark. are there because there's only like 100,000 people in Denmark, and uh, they're all super nice. I wonder how many there is. I don't even know there's that. And there's probably only like seven cars. There, There is very few people in Denmark. I'm just saying. They were lucky to make it to number one. There's probably no manuals over there, too. It's all automatic. Uh, there is a lot, probably more manuals than automatic, I'm just saying. Fine. All right. I'd like to let you, though, indeed, it's your business, and you need every single hire. But you really don't want to go through every single resume. You need, indeed, the all-in-one hiring platform that makes it easy to attract Screen and interview candidates all in one place with the smart tool like Instant Match. You instantly get a list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description the minute you sponsor a job.
Spend less time sifting through resumes and more time saying you're hired. Visit indeed.com slash credit. That's where you get your resumes from. I have so many notifications from my Indeed uh, workings. I get notifications and my resume looks really good. Like I really have narrowed my searches to either the chief donut maker for Dodge or yeah. president. All right. I mean, that's kind of what I'm working with, with the level of resume I have. Well, good for you. Um, you should also get resumes out there for uh, the chief donut maker for Voodoo Donuts. Just saying. I, I, dude, I would be on a TLC show in 47 <laughs> seconds if that was the case. Um, your driving skills are getting better, too, so maybe you'd get a chief uh, uh, driving instructor. I've been over 100 miles an hour like twice. Have you? And Yeah, it's been fun. As a passenger or a driver? As a driver. As a passenger. I hope it was on a track because you know that would be illegal. And yes. It was on a track. It Good. was at PIR. <laughs> I roll. Uh, 172nd PIR. You know, uh, you could go 100 miles in your head at ourautoexpert.com. In fact, when you go to ourautoexpert.com, I recommend sitting down. <laughs> Because it could be so fast. The website? Yeah, I don't want to be... You could see videos of us going over 100 miles an hour. I don't want the liability. You could listen to this podcast on ourautoexpert.com. If you sped it up. <laughs> yeah, this would be You great. can go twice the speed and listen to the show. You could listen to all 150-something podcasts. You could see videos of the Fox Sports Show. You could see videos of us on TV. Fine. All right. I'm just telling you. Okay, let's and do it. You can see Christmas videos there. I'm going to go watch. Santa might be on there. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Our Auto Expert with Nick Mile. Find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com. Please follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Our Auto Expert. And message us for a quick and witty response. Yeah.